Hello, welcome to Pod Fathers, a podcast about all things fatherhood. My name is Andrew Trigoning, this is my co-host and fatherhood mentor, Graham, the word Smith with a Y. Hi, Graham. Hi, Andrew. You look naked. <laughs> I do look naked. I feel, I feel naked. Yeah. No beard. No. And also a wound, fresh wound on your face. Do you want to talk us through that? And no glasses. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. So today I played in a football game, um, mostly like a friendly kickabout. And I didn't take my glasses off. And I always I take my glasses off to all like sports and stuff. So I don't I don't know why I didn't take them off, but I didn't. And I was defending a corner. The ball came out to someone, and they smashed it on the volley from about four yards. And I caught it full in the eyebrow. Snapped my glasses clean in half. Now you're blind. And now I'm, now I'm visually impaired again. I was watching uh, Christian praise just now. <laughs> and it was a new wine, and so there's about two thousand Christians right. singing, and the the audience was really well lit, and every other shot was a shot of the audience, it was all old people, but I noticed about one in every five shots of the audience, there was someone, a different person, doing sign language. Really? <laughs> yeah. They were just doing, they're signing along to the song, and I realised that's the thing that a lot of Christians. <laughs> There must be a lot of deaf Christians because they're always signing. Wow. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I, have, I have to say, I haven't. I have seen people signing. Like, well, and they're, sign, they're not signing from the front, they're signing in the crowd. Just, just for themselves. signing along for the, the songs. For the sake yeah. of it. It's just a lot Christianity, of Christianity, massive in the deaf community. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah, so I'm visually impaired. I, have no, I don't think I have a spare pair of glasses. And you think, oh, that's not, not really a big deal, Graham, but. If there was a football match taking place tomorrow, and it's my job to go and report on that football match, I couldn't do my job. You definitely could. I couldn't. Why wow. could I? Well, you I, don't have to watch it. I can't. I couldn't see what's happening. Yeah. Well, what do I'm you, very short sighted. What are you about? It's just like what one, happens? one nil. <laughs> no, that's not what I. What? How many times must <laughs> we go through this? Um, You're actually right about what's going on, like. Have we uh, have we podcasted since I went to Spain? Um, if it depends, <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to tell us st- <laughs> know, stories just... about <laughs> Spain. If I say no, it was great. <laughs> it was really good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's been a long time since we podcasted. Yeah, longest ever. Yeah, longest ever mm. break. Do you remember when we started? We said we'd do it for two years and then see how it goes. Yeah. Two years in November. Oh wow! Yeah, time is running out. Yeah, something's got to happen. Something's <laughs> got to happen quick. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was looking at upgrading sound. It's like three hundred quid. Mm. I'm just like, nah, yeah. I don't care about it that much. Yeah, so much money. Yeah, I think keep it. People like it. Low fi, low effort, low energy. Yeah, that's what people like. People say to me, that's what they want in a podcast. <laughs> yeah, they're sick of all these high energy, high interest. <laughs> High laugh podcast. <laughs> High level. Um, you, speaking of podcasts, you, you spent some time... Long enough to bring this up. <laughs> You've spent some time uh, with, yeah. a, with a podcast king, haven't you? Yeah. Like a bona, a bona fide... Yeah. Like, do you know his numbers? Like, how, oh, how many oh, downloads? downloads. Um, I, I think it's like a million or two million an episode. He's got two, ep- two, two podcasts. Wow. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's... It's um, it's a miracle I'm here at all, really, because as soon as I found out that I was going to be doing a video with this podcast guy, 
I um, immediately texted Graham, sort of implying, <laughs> Farewell. I, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> I've made it. Like a new friend. Uh, I mean, this, is, this is kind of awkward, but <laughs> I, I'm on a different level now. Um, so there's a, a guy called Brendan Sharp, who's UFC heavyweight, ex-UFC heavyweight, and he's since gone on to start podcasts. Wasn't and, he a pro um, footballer as well, or was he just a college footballer? No, he wasn't pro. I think he went. He went to a training camp of a pro team. I think, right. and um, his his podcasts do really, really well. And I've been stalking him on social media forever, like liking all of his posts, and just like trying to get him to respond to me, like I do with celebrities, <laughs> so deep insecurity issues. And um, validate me. Notice me. <laughs> Notice me, Brendan. I need to have cachet with. Graham and my friend Steve, <laughs> and um, they he 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 did he started doing stand up comedy as well, and he's also an analyst on the Mayweather McGregor um, fight on sh- for Showtime, which is the network that they're showing the fight on in yeah in the US in the and states. He, he was also on the tour, on their tour press tour that they did, being an analyst like an in studio guy. So it's pretty pretty, pretty big deal, it's and big, he, he booked a, a tour. Stand up tour in, in the UK, and so I um, I threw my hat in the ring to do a video of the tour, and I got a message back saying, "You've you've got the job." Um, literally had thousands of offers. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> really, how did you? How did you? What was your application? Like, what was your... Um, I made a YouTube video. <laughs> a pitch. <laughs> I need to see, camera. I need to see that. Uh, yeah, you can see it. You can watch it. It's quite, yeah. It'll be quite funny to watch. Um, and, yeah. So then I... Um, I was, like, herding cats trying to organise it. But um, he figured out that I was going to do the one date down in London at the Leicester Square Theatre. So... I had a job the day before filming cement in crew. So then I drove down, stayed with a friend, and then the next day I uh, went and found them at the theatre and um, filmed filmed the whole evening thing backstage, everything like that. And then sort of hung, hung out with him around that, that part of the night. And then we went for food afterwards. So it's just him, his brother, and the producer, Chip went for Chinese just around the corner and had dinner and then they went back to the hotel room and did a did a podcast and I drove back to Leicester but on the way I stopped at the services about three in the morning and edited it well yeah I edited it and then I sent it through to them yeah so they he posted it the next day on his uh, Instagram and got like 25,000 views on it that's which is really cool that's insane and then yeah so what was it what was it like he was really nice. Yeah. I was psyching myself up for him to be like, not yeah. like an idiot, but he was really cool. Really professional. That's awesome. He he was, there's like a certain type of client that, he, I didn't, he didn't pay me, but uh, there's a certain type of client that at a certain level, once you start working at a certain level, um, it's like with wedding videos, I charge quite a lot for what I do. But it means I get clients that understand the process. Right. And they are hiring a professional 
that's going to do the job really well yeah. so they don't have to micromanage them. Okay. So Brendan gave off that whole vibe where he was just like, great, you're here, do what you want to do, go, you know, do yeah, whatever yeah. you do, you, you know what you're doing and just let, let me alone with it. And then for the edits, he was just like, I trust that you're going to do a good job of the edits so we'll just put it straight up. So that was really cool to have that kind of professional yeah. um, relationship about it. And then, um, yeah, we hung out afterwards and he was knackered because he'd been... They 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 said they got like two hours. Well, Chin got two hours to sleep a night. Wow! Because they were doing podcasts as well as traveling and yeah. sorting things out. But um, they were just really cool. Like his brother is the nicest guy in the world. They their family from Stroud in Gloucester. No way. Which is where I um house sat that stately home. Yeah, yeah. I remember. So we talked about Stroud for a bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, he was really nice. Really, really cool. That's awesome. Uh, he wasn't on at all, so it wasn't very funny. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, he was just, yeah, that was really good. It was really nice to hang out with him. Um, so I met a hero, and he, I wasn't disappointed. That's rare, I, I would imagine. And then, yeah. That, yeah, that's it, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, and from what I saw, like the feedback from his fans was really, really good for your video. Yeah, it was great. You need to go on the YouTube Really? But, though, because that's, that's a different story. Oh, really? It's brilliant, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could say it on the podcast, I can't, because it... I it's, definitely uh, need to see that. Why is, it, why is there F-word music all over this and stuff like that? Um, yeah, YouTube's amazing. Yeah, but... The YouTube comments are so good. So he must have been happy with... So you just... You did, like, a basically, like, a what? A two-minute edit or something, or like a two-minute... It was a one-minute, 60 seconds. That's as long as you can have on Instagram, I think. Right. So I did one an edit like that same day. Um, and then I did a slightly longer one the next day and sent it through. And then they put that on their YouTube. And that's a bit better, the longer one, because it's edited to the music a bit more, because I had a bit of time, more time to do it. So has he got a uh, a YouTube account? Um, it's Fire and the Kid. and then. Is it? And then it's like in there somewhere if you click on videos. But yeah, I was really cool. I was really excited about the whole thing. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, and if if it, they come back, with, they're definitely going to come back at some point next year. So. And that's when you bring. You me in. Board to do a report. <laughs> like review. I could interview him. Interview. Yeah, you could do. Oh, is it the the um. Conor McGregor's media thingy is called The Mac Life. Yeah. So they've got a YouTube channel and they they did a video interview with Brendan the next day or a couple of days after in Dublin. But they filmed the gig and I'll let you be the judge, but they, they did a highlight of the gig yeah. and then interviewed him. But their highlight video looks like a, a bad version of the one I did. Like some of the same <laughs> shots and everything like that. Same sort of music as well. Wow. So I was quite proud of it. But that got like 400,000 views because it was on the Mac live thing. But yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, that was really good. And then I've just been doing loads of weddings. Like I did, two, did one yesterday then one the day before that. Yeah. Back to porridge. Yeah. Back, so I'm a back, bit light and really Yeah. Because I've just been... That's why we haven't... Um, Recorded, you've been on holiday. Well, I've no, been doing I was, most I was weekends. On holiday, I was working, yeah. uh, working abroad. 
Oh, right. Um, yeah. But you, you tell your story, so obviously very interesting. Now. Yeah. Finish. I was just walking abroad. <laughs> working abroad. And walking, a little bit of walking. Are you going to come down to Leicester with me to watch the fight? Can um, lay down and watch it with Josh and... Been mentioned yet. Carl and like August, whatever it is. When is the fight? Uh, I, think every, I think everyone listening would know what the fight 20... is that we're referring to. August 26th. So I was going to go down... I'll be in Northern Ireland. Oh, you go. What are you doing? A holiday. Oh, I'll tell you what, though, my brother might want to watch it, so I might oh, see good. if I can watch it with him. Yeah. Oh, your predictions? <laughs> Mayweather, obviously, <laughs> by decision. Right, 12, 12 rounds. Yeah, I think so. McGregor doesn't touch him. Probably not. What do you think about the uh, Paulie Malanagi... Uh, it was interesting, wasn't it? Footage. So for the uninitiated... That, that was a bit of a twist for me. I was like, wow. Yeah, a bit of a plot twist. For the uninitiated, Conor McGregor is a UFC fighter who has skyrocketed through the rankings. Um, he wasn't even at the top level of the sport like two, three years ago, maybe four years ago. He's talked his way and knocked his way to the top by KOing people that he wasn't expected to beat. Just talking just insane amounts of abuse. <laughs> At his opponents, and he somehow managed to talk his way into a fight, a boxing match, with the greatest living boxer, um, scumbag. But you know, forty nine and zero, was retired, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Um, so Conor was uh, five years ago. He was out on the doll, wasn't he? Yeah. And, and now, now he's about to make like a hundred million, million or dollars. Yeah. Um, Incredible story. It's it's insane. Like he's trolled. The, he has trolled the world. I remember when fight. you like texted me about him, like before he's even in the UFC. Mm. Do you remember? Yeah, when he's in cage. You were really excited about him. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm glad you said that. It means I didn't have to say it. I was just about to say it, but he like this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous that he's taken this fight. Um, it's a little bit like like the the greatest batsman in cricket, like rocking up to play in Game 7 of the World Series in baseball. It's like a little bit like that. Um, it's, it's insane that he's managed to get this fight. Um, I think that there's this uh, former world champion, Pauli uh, Malinagi, who they brought into Connor's training camp to spar with him. And uh, Pauli left the training camp under like, like ac- really like acrimonious circumstances and he, he'd signed a non-disclosure agreement so he, he wasn't going to say much but he started to leak like you know he was he was complaining that they'd they'd put out a picture that showed him on the, on the mat that looked like he'd been knocked down push. Um, and he was like oh, it's a push. It's a push. It, it was a push it was pushed and it was because I was on McGregor and he needed like he needed a rest so he pushed me down um, and so then the promoter yeah. Dana White released <laughs> a bit more footage yeah he released a bit of footage that like, let's be honest, they're not going to release all 12 rounds of the footage because who's going to show, who would show their opponent what they're working on and how they're looking right, right, this close right. to the fight? They're never going to release the, all of that footage. It's ridiculous. But they did release footage that showed McGregor landing incredibly, right in the face. really hard shot on a world champion and then the clip of the, the push or knockdown, whichever way you want to call it. It looked to me like McGregor was landing the odd shot and it was mostly a slip, but it wasn't a push. Um, it was McGregor landing punches and putting his from man off balance. Weird angles as yeah. well. From like under the armpit over yeah. there, around the other side. So, I don't know. Like yeah, that was a plot it, twist it, for me because I just thought Paulie would just handle him. 
it's this thing like Aljo Jose Aldo fight. I went into it thinking, oh, there's no way he's gonna do it. Like, there's no, he's gonna get beaten up in this fight. My heart first, says, Conor McGregor knockout. My head says you won't touch it for twelve yeah. rounds. But wouldn't it? But doesn't your but heart just? Wouldn't it be amazing? <laughs> I keep letting myself just think for a little minute. What would it be like if he knocked like, out? I've, I've worshipped Brendan Sharp all these years, and then I just met him. I hung out with him. I had dinner with him, and he called me, and I quote, a beast. <laughs> so dreams do come true. <laughs> Uh, but can you imagine for one second what would happen if he did knock Floyd Mayweather out? It'd be great. It would be. What would he do next? Though? So humiliating for boxing. It's inspiring. He can do, he, he can do whatever I think he wants. Most in- inspiring stories of our time. He can do whatever he wants and fight whoever he pleases. I remember some someone saying a couple of years ago, or a year ago, or whatever, when he he won another big fight, that he makes his own ceilings, and I remember thinking, wow. That's amazing. Like he makes his own ceiling. Like he just does things that he shouldn't, he could, he can't do, and no one can do. Mm. Like he just talks his way into it. I remember thinking that's really inspiring. He's awesome. Yeah. He's got my wife interested in MMA. Yeah. So for that he deserves. I, I, I walked I, in the I other day that. and she's on her phone like, "What do you think about this training footage?" Then I'm like, <laughs> "What's going on?" <laughs> Yeah, I know lots of people who think he's a ball bag because of the way he speaks and acts. That's fair. Um, and that's probably a really fair point. But what he's done in the sport is just amazing. And it's it's ridiculous that he's got this fight with, with Mayweather. I bet it's got boxing purists steaming, just so furious yeah. that this MMA upstart... It's Triple G's fight in Canelo, yeah. like, and it's Canelo next weekend, which is the best fight of our time. Yeah. No, and no one's, one's talking, talking about, about it. it. What I really don't want is Mayweather just to dance around him for for twelve rounds and not really do. I'd love to see them properly fight. Yeah, I think they will. I don't know. Well, well, um, I think McGregor will take it to him, but I think it's just going to be a case will, of. Will he be able to actually land though? Him just slipping every single thing that he throws at him. Yeah, it's going to be fun though. It's I think it's going to be a lot of smack talking during like, the fight as well. If Connor will do crazy things to like, you know, try and throw him off, like. He'll come out in that three-point wrestler stance yeah. and like, yeah, like scuttle across like, the ring like, like a fake monkey. a shoot or you know like yeah. kind of trying to like hurl him into the corner or you know hip toss him or something. Yeah. That would be so good if he like used a judo throw or something, wouldn't it? He brought in um, that referee to basically see what he could get away with. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, it's not Ortiz, is it? Might be. Yeah. Uh, he's a Hall of Fame boxing yeah. ref. So interesting. Yeah. Brilliant. I love it. Nothing to do with parenthood. Oh, he has just become a dad. Yeah. Um, and he keeps putting like Instagram pictures and videos of his him and his son watching and he, fights and stuff. And he holds him. He holds him like in like, one hand. Like one He's hand. not gonna be able to do that for that much longer, <laughs> surely. Not gonna be. Kid's not gonna be six, like sitting in the palm of his dad's hand. Oh, I mean, no. and we're gonna have another kid soon. Like we're gonna try next year, I think. Yeah. Have another one. Hopefully, have a little girl. Getting really broody. I attempted to book in for the two bricks, for the snip. Mm. Attempted to. Like, I filled in the form and I haven't heard anything back. It's like the NHS are saying, no, 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 you're not, you're not done yet. <laughs> we need more Smith. <laughs> you're not done yet. But yeah, we've made the decision that that's, that's good. It. We've got four kids that's, and it's more than enough. If anything, it's too much. Mm. So maybe we should... 
give one back. Um, <laughs> oh, we'll have Hannah. Annabelle. Annabelle. She's yeah. lovely. But I, it is something, it's, it's funny, but I am apprehensive about it, like the snip thing, because I keep reading like, the booklet that says, you know, you will feel discomfort and pain. For some people, it's, you know, a lot of pain. And I've, I remember a friend of mine having the snip, and I was with him later that night. Right. And he was walking, no, he was walking like he'd just ridden across four states, like on a galloping horse. It's been a wuss, though. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm concerned that it's going to really, really hurt. What, what also concerns me is someone else I know had it done in a car park. Um, but in one of those NHS like vans, you know where they drive into like car parks to like you can, they have blood drives where they drive into like a library car park and you go into the little van and 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 he had his like snip in done in like one of those vans and he was just there like with his feet up in the stirrups like and the nurse was there and um, <laughs> I do worry about it a little bit but then and then I think my wife went through labour four times like, a couple of those times were particularly like horrific and <laughs> here's me like worried and like saying well I, you know being a bit cross that she's asking me to go through this <laughs> she also had sex with you four times going, which is even worse job <laughs> so what do you, what happens do you, what comes out i think the same out. sort of thing comes out but it's not got any swimmers in it yeah i think that's the so weird but you've got to go for a test to make sure that you've you know they've done the they've done the deal. They've how did they test you? You, you know, in a cup. Yeah, and that, and that in itself is you know, it's an odd, humiliating. Shouldn't be, but it's a little bit. Should we do it? Should we do a live podcast? What are you doing? Let's <laughs> get the momentum back, back up. Maybe I should get sponsored or something. A... Turn it. Maybe I should go like set up a, a fundraising page for it. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, recently I have seen some. Like crowdfunding for things that are just absolutely <laughs> ludicrous. So, um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been in parenting wise, it's been insane in this house for the past three weeks. It's the school holidays, so Maria's got four kids at home all the time. Five. We. Wait, <laughs> yeah. We. Uh, she decided that in the first week of the holidays, she was going to potty train Isaac. And wean Annabelle onto solid foods. Solid foods. Um, so it's been it's been insane because like the first few days of potty training for anyone who's not been through it is mental. Like you're literally chasing your child around the house saying, "Do you need a wee? Do you need a wee? Do you need a wee?" Trying oh, to get them to go and sit on the potty. Um, you you won't have done it yet, will you? He's weed in the potty a few times, but yeah. only because yeah he comes into the toilet when I'm on the toilet, and then he gets the potty out, so I have to pull yeah. down his. Trousers and he's not been yeah. good for a week. Um, Isaac has nailed it. He's been so good. Like he had he had a couple of accidents, but mostly because he was like watching TV and forgot, mm-hmm. and they just weed on the sofa. Um, he spent a lot of time naked. Like the first four days, I don't think he wore pants or trousers like for a single minute of the day, and he loved that. Like he absolutely loved wandering around with his tail out, um, as we all do. And um, so that was a bit crazy. And then, you know, getting a, a baby to eat food is just a, it's just an atrocious, kind of grotesque period where there's like food all over the floor, and she needs like a jet wash after every meal. 
every item of clothing is covered, you get covered in it. Just, and then the nappies, you know, ugh. I don't remember. Uh, I think he just started eating food. I don't think it was hard. It's not that it's hard. She does eat the food. It's just messy. I hear it. I hear mess. You know what my big hit is? One of my biggest hits in the world is, and it's not, you know, the rise of white supremacists in America, and it's not particularly poverty or anything like that. It's crumbs on the floor. Okay. Crumbs. I hate walking. walking on crumbs. I hate walking. Whether I have socks or no socks on, I hate walking on crumbs. I hate mm-hmm. it. I hate it so much. I hate it so much that I get like angry and have to hoover there and then. It's like a... What do you think that means, Graham? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because I got a Veruca when I was a kid, and it's like left a, I don't know, left a scar left a sc- on your foot and in your heart. <laughs> did you ever have a Veruca as a kid? Yeah, you used to have the did, socks. Yeah. Did you have to go and get it like painted with liquid nitrogen? Yeah. Wasn't that odd when she bring yeah. up the nurse would bring up the cylinder of ni- liquid nitrogen and it was all like foamy and that's cool, yeah. And then she'd like put it on your foot and it'd be like ah, yeah, for like a second or two. Weird. You have to wear the Veruca socks. Yeah, the socks. So that marked you white as like a... And there's normally one kid who wore Veruca socks because his parents didn't want him to get a Veruca, but most other kids had the socks because they had a Veruca and everyone knew. Do you remember when you, you, you'd have to go to hospital 24 times and have general anaesthetic and then have a laser burn your skin? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Yeah, was... Oh, you went through such a hard time. Nah. You know it was rubbish as well. When you, I don't know that this is the case anymore, but in swimming pools, like back when we were kids in the 80s and early 90s, you'd get out of the changing room and you'd have to walk through like a very, very shallow mm-hmm. pool of water. I guess that was to like clean your feet or something, but it was like cold water and it was horrible. Do you not have them anymore? No. Not, certainly not in modern pools. That's true. Um, I, if I can recommend something, I recommend... Uh, Alan Partridge um, book on tape I'm trying to remember the name of it it wasn't the last one I think it was the one I Am Partridge right the first uh, chapter of it is based in a in a pool um, changing room situation (laughs) it's unbelievable maybe cry laughing I Am Partridge it's probably on YouTube somewhere you can watch that Uh, my eldest son was uh, asked to take part in a swimming gala, and he was with his oh, with yeah. his swimming class. Um, he goes swimming to le- prodigy. Gone to lessons, and he did really really well in both his races, and he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And we were thinking on the back of it, look, he seems to be quite enjoying this. Let's see about well, how much it costs to get him into a club, and maybe take it a bit more seriously. We got a letter through before we could do any of that, saying, "I'm the head coach at." Uh, City of Sheffield swim squad um, based on how you did at the gala we'd like to invite you for a trial so we went for a trial and then they invited him to join their club it's like a massive club it's the biggest in this biggest in the county um, and it's produced like you know Olympic swimmers and that wow. don't want him to do that because there's no money in it at all uh, so you know for sure swim compete win some medals get really fit maybe you um one day he'll race a CGI shark, you never know. I'm sure there's plenty <laughs> yeah. of money in that. Or a real one. Even more money in that. Um, I bet they do that kind of thing in Mexico. Like, in cages. People Racist. 
Uh, that's just the kind of dangerous sport that, right, Jeremy Clarkson. that you'd get away with in Mexico. Um, yeah, so insanely proud of him. It has meant that he's had to drop jiu-jitsu because he'd be swimming like three, four times a week. So it was kind of, we said to him, what do you want to do? You probably can't do both. And it was a very easy decision for him. <laughs> very, very quickly decided. Swimming, swimming please. He's probably mastered jiu-jitsu now by this point anyway. Yeah. So, And also there's an element that his younger brother's coming up behind him and already has two stripes on his belt. <laughs> um, because he seems to be picking it up really quickly. Um, the other great thing about uh, his younger brother doing jiu-jitsu is that over the summer holidays, most of the kids in his class haven't been showing up. So he's just been getting like privates with oh, the black belt. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like it'll just be him and Paul for like <laughs> 45 minutes. Like just, and you go in and he's like wrestling with Paul with like look of determination on his face. <laughs> and he talks the whole time. Like he literally doesn't What's stop talking. What's he talking talk. about? He talks about like different things. Like, what things? Or I heard it, he was talking about that's a point to me. Um, right, he was like, scoring it. He was scoring and stuff, but I think he just talks about his life as well. <laughs> while he's like, <laughs> it's like therapy. While he's sparring with his jiu jitsu teacher. <laughs> um, it's fascinating. It must make you really proud. It makes me very proud. They make me, they really, like, they wind me up constantly. And especially of late, it's been really intense in our house. Like, Maria and I have sat down a couple of times and had, like, kind of chats about, you know, do we need to make changes and where can we alleviate some of the stress and the pressure? Because, like, it has been intense. They've just been, they've been fighting like dogs a lot of the time. And then some of the time they play together and they're absolutely wonderful. But That's them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then, you know, somebody said it the other day, they said, you know, your kids, they drive you mad all day and you just want to get them to bed um, and you can't stand them. And then they go to sleep and you go in and you see them asleep and it's like, ah, oh, and you feel, yeah. you know, you, you realise how much you love them. And, um, and it's not that their achievements make me love them, but they just make me very proud a lot of the time with what they do. Uh, they are great kids. They're just a handful. A real handful. Would I recommend having four? Dunno. <laughs> Dunno. <laughs> I think it's, you have to be a certain type of person. Oh. There's, one. there's Timely. There's one. So I'll just unclip and go and shush her back to sleep. Okay, okay. Because that's what else we're doing at the minute. We're trying to wean her off being fed back to sleep. So Graham's just gone upstairs to pop the old Hannibella down. Gorgeous little girl. Um, I picked her up the other day and she just started crying, which made me very sad. Um, so yeah, yeah. What can I um, tell you about? Yeah, so today, Oscar and me, we went to um, Padley Gorge, which is a lovely place in the Peak District. It's kind of like the uh, Sheffield Riviera. A lot of families go down there, and it's like a stream. And um, you kind of put your picnic on the, the grass verge and um, soak up the rays. We took Oscar down there and popped him in the stream and he just sort of sat in the middle of the stream and splashed around and had the best time of his life. So it was lovely, great. But yeah, I, I did a wedding yesterday um, and one a couple of days before that and then pretty much every weekend, past couple of months, I've been doing at least one sometimes two weddings around the country. So that's been amazing, but very tiring. 
been doing a lot of driving and um, yeah doing a lot of stuff with for this construction company as well it's been driving all around the place and it's been really good just need to get some money because we want to go on holiday next year in uh, February time so that's my life at the moment driving around but um, yeah my little boy what's he been doing new he's just started doing he's just started talking a lot he started saying no um, no which is a new word for him um, which is great and then um, he's been saying all sorts of new words just seems to be interested in speaking at the moment which is very cool to see just catching up the listeners on um, where Oscar is in his development right um, yeah he's talking a lot now saying a lot of new words oh that's cool because oh, um, I was worried for a while then. <laughs> yeah so he's very physically um, like watching him crawl around on the rocks in this stream it's quite fast flowing it made me very proud because he can sort of walk in the stream while the water's going and yeah. he knows where to put his feet and stuff it's very clever and he can jump off he can jump off one of these chairs and land like just stop land like a proper yeah. landing and yeah he's incredible at climbing and stuff but he hadn't been had any shown interest in uh, talking at all but now he's, he's off and running you say a, a lot of words to him and he'll, he'll say it back yeah so it's very cool very cool um, part of his development right now it's very cool yeah well, the, the absolute best bit about being a dad isn't it like seeing them do new things learn new things like grow um, earlier tonight uh, Jacob like he'd, um, he'd taken umbrage at something said to him by a family member uh, like they'd said something in jest and he'd taken it really badly because these <coughs> that's me that's not great <coughs> I don't know <laughs> um, yeah, he'd taken it quite badly and uh, taken it to heart and he'd let that affect the way he was with that person for a little while um, so like he hadn't, he'd kind of almost been avoiding them, and he kind of revealed that to us earlier, and so like after a long chat about that, he like agreed to go and make it right with that person. To explain that um, when you said that thing, it like it re- it upset me, and I've kind of you know I've been not avoiding you, but you know he did towards that effect, um, and made it right, you know, and got an apology and they like had a cuddle and everything was alright again um, and like just realised that that's something that when I was a kid I would never have done like I would never have like confronted an issue like that and I'm so pleased that we got him to do it because the more like we can get him to like, like how much maturity will that bring you know if he learns to actually confront and deal with issues not let them fester and realise that the relationship with people is so much more important than the offence or the awkwardness or whatever. That's, that's something that's I think our so generation is kind of overcoming in a way that the one the generation before had trouble with. Yeah. You think being more open and as men. Yeah, I think so. Um, I hope so. Well, the stats on you know the stats on on men and, and depression and, and suicide and stuff are just horrific. So something does need to like our generation does need to overcome the fact that we don't talk. And we don't confront issues, and you know that whole you know suck it up thing is just nonsense. 
utter nonsense. Why would you carry things around with you that you don't need to carry around if you can deal with it? Hmm. Mm. Yeah, growing up's tough, mm. isn't it? The more you learn, the more you realise how little you know. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I was thinking about something today, a bit of um, a gender myth, right? Right. So let me know what you think about this. But when when people say um, men need to be hit over the head with something, mm. so women like to uh, hint and they like to assume that, that that the man knows. Yeah. For example, take out the bins. I I didn't I didn't know that yeah. you wanted the bins to be taken out. You should have just told me. Right. Because I'm a man, and I I don't pick up on hints. Yeah. So this is something I've said, but um, I was thinking about it today. I realised that that's not true at all. That I do pick up on hints. <laughs> you just and, try and ignore them. <laughs> and I just willfully ignore them. Um, that's just something. This is the way men um, uh, communicate. Um, that they have to be told clearly. Right. This is the way women communicate. They 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 assume and they hint. That's not true. But men do pick up on hints. They just ignore them and they tune them out because <laughs> it annoys them that that, that women don't uh, just come out and say. Because our default mode. Oh, this is a gender stereotype as well. Our default mode is just to do as little as possible. Mm. So um, if we're not taught. If we are told up front, then it means we have to do something, but we can't get out of it because we've been told up front. But if there's a if there's a way of getting out of it, i.e. Oh, I didn't realise. I didn't realise. I'm a man. I don't. You need to tell me up front. Something I've done a lot. Yeah. Willful ignorance. Yeah. Yeah. Always, like, always learning. Like today. I knew, in fact, I'd even made a joke about how Maria gets a bit grumpy when I like go and play in the kick around, like instead of like it's like a big picnic affair, and most of the men went off to play football. Um, and I even made a joke. So, what you're saying is, if you'd listened to your wife, then you wouldn't have broken your glasses, well, no, and we would she, be doing the podcast at my house. She didn't say, don't play. And when I asked her, do you mind if I go and play? She kind of said no. And I seem to think, she, I think she means this. But then, all the while I'm playing, I'm thinking, she's she, she probably not <laughs> gonna be happy about this because it took like it took up the entire time we were at the picnic, and then I said to her in the car on the way back, "Did you enjoy that?" Uh, I said, "Are you a bit across that I played football the whole time?" Uh, well, <laughs> you are, aren't you? So yeah, we do pick up on things, but sometimes we just override that with what we want to do or what we what. We don't want to do. Because if we have to think about things, then it's like energy. So like, <laughs> if, if we have to actually... So when women say, oh, you should have known, like you should have thought about it, that annoys us because it, because it takes energy to actually think about think things through and think about it. Well, it also annoys you because you don't like being accused of something or being like, criticised. Criticism is really hard to take. Yeah, so you can sidestep it by saying, "No, oh, it's just you need to be very clear with me because I'm a man." There is a there is a a case to argue for both sexes though that people should say what they mean, because if you actually say what you mean or say what you're feeling, you save yourself a heck of a lot of time and 
Yeah, but you should also think things, think about things. Yeah. Which I don't do. Yeah, a bit of both. But I, I would prefer it if, if, if it was very clear. Hmm. Just lay it on the table. Yeah. What you're, what do you, what do you expect of me in this situation? But that's just a childish way of living. It's not a mature way of living. A mature way of living is thinking about what's going on in in the relationship, what's going on in the house, taking what needs to be done, taking initiative, being a leader, taking responsible responsibility, responsibility <laughs> leadership. Well, it started off with a very vacuous talk about a sport that most uh, most people will not care about. Oh, everyone cares about this fight. Mm. Maybe. I can't wait. I'm really excited about it. Don't know what's going to happen. I think we know. What, I think you know what's. Yeah, going I know what's going to happen. But want. I'm tricking myself into thinking it's like it's when, more exciting than it actually is. It's like be. when my good friend Dan Hardy, the MMA fighter, um, who unlike. Brendan Schaub fought for a UFC title. Uh, when he fought for that title against GSP, like the greatest welterweight of all time, arguably, um, we all knew what was going to happen, <laughs> yeah. but we all tricked ourselves into believing that there was a chance. If he catches him. If he catches him with that left hook, we were you know, looking for the left hook. I don't think he landed a punch the whole fight. Mm. But you can say he fought. The heart wants what the heart wants, it's usually wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I can just say a little bit about our podcasts were you might have noticed they're a little bit um, flighty some of the episodes have been hidden etc we went through I'm, I'm going to have to be very careful something legal yeah. and it's been resolved yeah. but I don't want to talk about it again but um, I don't want to actually talk about it in detail because because of reasons so um, it was a bit touch and go for a minute and now it's absolutely fine it vindicates it's all good but some of those episodes will remain private just because just because it's better um, um, it's, it's better and just I mean, just in case anyone is wondering or my employer or boss is listening yeah, or whatever, it wasn't my fault it wasn't uh, his fault so. <laughs> it wasn't anyone's fault it wasn't anyone no one's fault but if you were going to put any any if you had to put blame on someone you I mean, you probably put it on Andrew, but, <laughs> but we'll, you know we'll leave it there. But I mean, the cigars are right now. And Truth the, uh, will uh, find a way. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to say. Be sure your sins will find, find you. Find you out. Yeah, exactly. My biology teacher used to say that. Dr. Faulkner, I once called her mum by accident <laughs> in class, GCSE, and I got absolutely roasted for the rest of the day. Have you got any uh, any uh, tags to the end of the episode? Any of our regular features we have? Um, I can recommend the second series of Last Chance You. Oh yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing any spoilers, but it's it's great, and I really hope it's good as the first one or same sort of level as the first one. Uh, season. Great stories. Last Chance you. Great stories. On Netflix. Yeah. Um, I would recommend the new season of Rick and Morty. It's the last episode that came out was unbelievably good. It's on Netflix, is it? The first two seasons are definitely right. There's only been three episodes of the new one. I think they're releasing one a week. Season three it might be on Netflix. I haven't actually checked. But the third episode, uh, Pickle Rick, was just it just transcended. It was so good. Yeah. And there's been so much hype about it for the past couple of years, waiting for this season three, and for them to deliver is just unbelievable. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Highly recommend that. 
Um, a quick uh, Danny boy. Um, earlier on today, he's four. He starts school in September. He just went, uh, Magical Millie's Marvelous Medicine. Alliteration. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's obviously heard his, his brother talking about it when he's been doing his homework. And he's just picked it up. Just picked up alliteration. But, um, you know, don't worry, your kid's probably clever too. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to y'all as soon as as soon as we can be bothered. <laughs> no, seriously, thanks for listening, if you're still listening. <laughs>